TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Oh, yeah. Hello and welcome, everybody. It's the world-famous Ben and Skin Show, 105.3 The Fan. I'm Ben Rogers, joined by Jeff Skin Wade, Jonathan Shippy Shipman at the studio, Kevin K.T. Turner with us at Pluckers and Grapevine today. We got Stephen from Promo. Uh, we got Will Engineering, and we are ready to go. We want you to come have lunch with us today. We'll be here from 10 to 2, and then... Uh, of course, any commercial break we have, we're happy to meet with you. We want to say thank you for listening. We can take some pics, you name it. Uh, we just appreciate your loyal support of what we're doing here at 105.3 The Fan. So if you get a chance to come join us today at Pluckers and Grapevine, we would appreciate that. Uh, we've got plenty to get into on today's presentation, uh, including the launch of a brand-new segment at noon. A lot of people are calling that the Power Hour. Mm. Uh, there's been a lot of uh, infighting and uh, just arguing amongst our most loyal supporters mm-hmm. to determine which is the best hour of our four-hour show. A lot of people are saying the noon hour. I don't, do you guys have a thought on that? I mean, personally, it ebbs and flows for me, uh, depending on what mood I'm in. Uh, but, yeah, today it looks like the power hour will I've, be noon. I've always looked at it as been a 60-minute increment. And for me, 11.30 to 12.30 is where it's at. I like yeah. to straddle that line there. What? And let it dangle. Yep. You know, a lot of people like to do power hours just for fun in their free time. I'm more of a, a power hour and a half guy just because oh. I can go longer. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah. So, but you have to take a nap. Eleven thirty to one. Yeah. So I might doze off in the one twenty segment, but eleven thirty to one is kind of where I'm going to party today. Yeah. It's like fantric. It's fantric. You just keep it going. Ooh, just yeah. Keep it, yeah. Keep That's it going where I'm going to party. You guys are free to do what you want, but I'm partying there. Hey, mm-hmm. we're going to have a fantric anniversary on October twenty sixth out at Texas Live. We are. We've got fan anniversary coming uh, October twenty sixth. It's family friendly from noon to four at Texas Live in Arlington. This is going to be really cool. Our whole crew is going to be there. Uh, Jalen Smith's going to be there. Charles Haley's going to be there. Ed Belfour, Craig, Craig Ludwig, uh, Chris Woodward, and many, many others. So come hang with us. It's free, free to park, free to enter, free to hang out. Uh, all you got to do is pay for your food and drinks and whatnot. But uh, we're going to be there. We want you to be there. Our fan anniversary, 10-year anniversary of 105 Through the Fan, Saturday, October 26th from noon to 4. And obviously a lot of the focus of our show today is going to to be on Sunday night. Uh, the Eagles come to town to play the Cowboys, both teams 3-3, three and three, both teams reeling. The Cowboys on a three-game losing streak. The Cowboys with just ridiculous injuries that they have to figure out a way to overcome. Amari Cooper, Tyron Smith, Lyle Collins, Randall Cobb, Byron Jones, Anthony Brown. Dude, they are banged up everywhere and have to figure out a way to win this game or – you know, I I think if they get destroyed and embarrassed, Garrett could be gone. I, I think that's not likely. As much as I emotionally want it to happen, I think a lot of Cowboy fans are with me. It's probably not going to happen unless they get humiliated. And ultimately, the season's not over if they lose this game. So I wouldn't say it's a must win, but it certainly has those vibes to it. Yeah, uh, so Ben, to your point about getting to, if they get destroyed in this game, where the Eagles are as hurt as the Cowboys are or close to it, that's triple embarrassment. 
And so by getting destroyed, let, let's say we reverse the score of the Minnesota-Philly game. What if it's, you know, what was that, 38-20? Yeah. I believe many beat, beat them by 18. That's a total, complete ass-kicking in the NFL. So, yeah, if a hurt, undermanned Philly team. And last I saw, Deshaun Jackson's not playing, right? Doesn't look like it. I don't think he's been officially ruled out. Both um, their corners are back, though, right? Both their corners are likely going to at least give it a shot. Ronald Darby practiced yesterday. That will be huge for them. But as far as guys that missed practice for the Eagles yesterday, Fletcher Cox, Nigel Bradham, their run-stopping linebacker, Deshaun Jackson, who I think is key in this game, Tim Jernigan, defensive tackle, um, Avante Maddox, yeah. the cornerback. Yeah, they, they got a lot of dudes that just didn't practice yesterday, so – they're hoping to get Jalen Mills back and Darby back. Darby practicing yesterday tells me he'll play, and that could help them a little bit. But you can throw on them. I think you're going to be able to throw on them if you have time. Can you, though? Because, yeah, you have to have time missing both your starting tackles. The thing is, the Cowboys were pretty effective through the air against the Jets. They weren't explosive, but they were pretty effective minus the drops. I mean, they converted a lot of their third and longs uh, at kind of a miracle level given the circumstances of not having your tackles. I would like to see them, and uh, I think asking them to do something is probably just fool's gold, probably never happened, right? But I would like to see them for somehow, can we incorporate Tony Pollard into the mix at all? Because no, I'll tell you what would help. Let's not do that. I was doing the Cowboy Hour, or the Happy Hour last night at the Cowboys Club. It airs at 7 o'clock every Wednesday night, and Drew Pearson was the guest. And he mentioned that he didn't like the two-point conversion play. The reason he didn't like the two-point conversion play in the Jets game is because Zeke motioned out to empty. Now, normally I'm a big fan of the empty because that means we're spreading it out and Dak can make a quick decision and we're good, right? Mm -hmm. But he goes, when you motioned Zeke out to empty, then Dak didn't have a personal protector when the Eagles brought that blitz. And I was thinking about that. I was like, man, Zeke could be a really good decoy to hand the ball to and personal protector and make the Eagles match up with Tony Pollard. Put him out there and split him out. He would be more effective running routes than some of these other I, guys you're putting out there. But I just I don't see them doing that. I think to your point, KT, with tackles not playing for the Cowboys, knowing the history of Schwartz, they're going to blitz. They're going to blitz a lot. And because they are going to blitz, don't you think they're going to try to jam all the receivers at the line? I mean, that's what I would do. Maybe. I wouldn't let them get out on their routes. And I would send, you know, I'm not going to go cover zero, but I'd send the house quite a bit. Especially if it's Gallup, Devin Smith, and Cobb. You know, maybe maybe Cedric Wilson plays inside if Cobb's hurt. But, yeah, I think Devin Smith will be active this week, I would imagine. But that's the type of thing, like, to me, <laughs> is Tony Pollard, is he, on the, uh, is he on the payroll, guys, or is he an intern? Yeah, I don't know. Let's maybe – let's let the guy play. I don't, know, I don't know why he's not playing. I don't know why he's not more involved. I, I know one thing. I was, I was talking to the great Bobby Belt this morning, and, and uh, we were kicking things around, and – I can't remember who he was talking to about this, so I'm, uh, but they were talking about the Cowboys offense and how their scheme is designed to get one-on-one uh, -on -one matchups, favorable one-on-one -on -one matchups, mm -hmm. and then that guy has to go execute and win one-on-one, -on -one, where other schemes are designed to just get guys open, period, yeah. right? Deception. This guy's going to be open on this play, and it's hard if you get into a situation where you're like, all right, we're scheming to try to get the best one-on-one -on -one situations if you're looking out there and it's you know you don't have Amari Cooper anymore, That's you've got football. Cedric Wilson, and you're like, hey Cedric Wilson, go beat this guy one on one. You're like, what? Who's Cedric Wilson? Uh, I don't know. I it would it would seem to me that Pollard would give them an advantage if you put him out there, and that he's a guy who could beat the guy across from him. But for whatever reason, they're not using him. What you just described is '90s football mentality. 
go go uh, go go beat the guy in front of you. One on one matchups. Let's look for those. It's BS and it doesn't work. It doesn't work anymore most of the time. That's why this is the specific reason Mike McCarthy got fired in Green Bay. Mm-hmm. That offense for years was based around one on one match matchups, and it worked when Rodgers was the goat, and it worked when they had Jordy Nelson, Cobb, and Greg Jennings. It didn't work once you didn't have enough players to make it happen. Right. So where's the league going? Get guys open. Get guys open. Pick plays, which burned us last week. But <laughs> I was going to say, right? But traffic over the middle, making linebackers make qu- quick judgments. Guys having to run horizontally across the field instead of straight up and down the field. Right. Things like that. Get people open. That's where the league is going, and that's another frustration with the offense. There's so much ISO. <laughs> it's not, it's, I, I, I compare it to the NBA. I compare it to a guy setting a screen to get a guy open. Okay. Well, we could just all we could just try to get this one-on-one matchup on one side of the court over here. We could do that. It's fine. You can do that sometimes and work it in the mix, but that should not be the primary focus of the offense. It's not the 90s anymore. Well, you know, in the modern NFL, that area that is open because of the way linebackers are used and the change of all that is that middle area. Yeah. That's where you're going to do your most damage. And that's also, by the way, not hanging on to the ball for a particularly long time. That's where they tore up the field in the first three weeks and haven't torn up the field in recent weeks. Yeah. Well, do you guys feel like uh – I mean, you guys are usually the guys who, 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 in my world, who have people trashing Dak on their timeline. I just mm-hmm. don't see it very often. I haven't are seen you, it this year. I follow guys... the Tolo Facebook page. Yes, the trashing Dak is okay. So out there, I, I, I'm I'm not sure how anyone could watch what's been happening with the Cowboys and and blame it on Dak. Um, they just want to going into the season. Yeah, if you just if you just want to, if that's just what you're looking for, I'm gonna I, trash Dak this year. Uh, Cowboys, uh, I'm sorry, quarterbacks who have lost the most yardage to drop passes. Uh, the Number one in the league is Wentz. Number two in the league is Dak. Mm-hmm. Uh, most drops in the league, Wentz, number one, tied with Dak, 17 drops apiece. If you look at a guy whose receivers are not helping him, you look at a guy who is getting way too much pressure. And look, they needed to reduce sacks. To his credit, as many times as he got hit last week, and he kept getting just pile-driven into the ground. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's only sacked one time. Um, so, I, I just – there's – there's, it's gotten to the point where if he if the ball is not perfectly in the bread basket for someone, then, then Dak – you know, people are trashing Dak or whatever. I just – I think uh, there's a lot of people to be upset with about the way things have gone, but Dak would be at the – very back of my list. I think he's doing just fine. And I'll also say this as we look forward to this uh, matchup this week. The times I've watched Philly, same thing about Wentz. Problems that are happening in Philly are not Wentz-related, at least from what I've watched. That guy is pulling stuff out of his butthole to to try to keep drives alive. You know, the things they're complaining about in Philadelphia are very interesting because they're content of, hey, the offenses look kind of boring. And I wonder if that's just Doug Peterson saving stuff. Um, well, you don't save stuff at 3-3 three three if he's doing it. One thing they do is they have an explosive guy out of the backfield in Miles Sanders, and that's something that the Cowboys, I thought, were drafting in the fourth round with Tony Pollard. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I thought they were going to use him, and I didn't think he'd be a you know a premier player in the offense, but I thought he would be more of a bit player than he's been so far, and especially through the air. And maybe that's just wishful thinking, and I need to be more realistic about a Jason Garrett coach football team. But they have that. If Deshaun Jackson doesn't play – it's a lot of just throw it to Alshon Jeffrey. He'll catch it for six yards, and then he gets tackled. Yeah, they'll throw it. To, they don't have a lot of big play guys aside from Miles Sanders, and then you know if Deshaun Jackson plays, he, he team speed is an issue for them. I guess is what I'm saying. 
did you guys see this yesterday? It was tweeted to us, the pro football reference stat about uh, bad throw percentage. Yeah. So Dak Prescott has the fourth lowest bad throw percentage in the NFL. Only 11.4% of his throws are quote-unquote bad throws. God, and that is with all the injuries they've had on the offensive line. I saw a theory on Twitter, and my Twitter account's at KT Fun Tweets. Oh, also, wow. at Ben and Skin is uh, where we post all our podcast, yeah. and 1053thefan.com, and then at Ben Rogers, at Skin Wade, at Should Be Fun Sports. A guy said, after Dak threw into triple coverage in the Miami game and his heat check, he goes, that's when Garrett decided to reel it all in. <laughs> and I think, man, I'm sorry. It makes sense. <laughs> no, I don't know what I believe or no, not, but some things just make sense to me. You can't go there. <laughs> oh, I can. <laughs> he did, be, and I thought I could. He did, and I did, and you did too, but we will. Doesn't it make sense, though? No, it does not. Oh, we're getting a little too outside of things right here. Doing no, the triple coverage. No, oh. No, no, no. oh, panic, panic, uh, panic. Tighten up, tighten up. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, in terms of uh, those three guys that we always group together, Goff and Wentz and Dak, KT, you've always been strongest on Goff as your number one. Have you wavered on that? He threw for 78 yards last week. I'm not wavering. I think uh, Sean McVay is going through some struggles. <laughs> um, yeah, it's interesting. That's, uh, and you know what? Uh, how about they're all good? I think I, they're all really maybe, good. Yeah, yeah, maybe that works. Looking at the numbers, this is the last 16 games, and this is Marcus uh, Mosier's stat here. The last 16 games, completion percentage, Goff 63, uh, went 67, Dak 70. Yards per attempt, Dak leading that one with eight yards per attempt, uh, which I believe he's top five in the league in yards per attempt, which I never thought we would see. I never thought we would see. And I'd like to see more deep shots. Uh, touchdowns, Wentz 32, Goff 27, Dak 26. Uh, but rushing touchdowns, Dak has more. Like seven. Wentz has one. Goff has three. That's another interesting thing about this. We've talked about mobile quarterbacks giving the Cowboys problems. Rodgers a little bit. Darnold a little bit. Wentz, I've noticed watching him this year, they do, he looks hey, he looks slower. He looks like a guy who's got a bad back and had an ACL. He right. looks like that. Right. But I've noticed he doesn't want to go forward. He's trying to go horizontal and throw it out. Like He used to scramble a lot more than he did. So uh, I still, you know what? I'll shift to Dak now. I'll pick Dak. I think that's a good decision. We'll, we'll get back into it later in the show, but I'm with you. I take Dak of any of those three guys. I would take Wentz, but he stays hurt. All right, coming up next on the Ben and Skin Show, you think the Cowboys have some dysfunction with their coaching staff? Wait till you hear this audio. And then also, it's always great whenever you're failing at sports to blame your problems on your girlfriend going to the bathroom. Huh? We'll get into all that next right here on 105.3 The Fan. All right, thank you, Shippy. Ben and Skin Show, 105.3 The Fan. We're at... The Grapevine Pluckers, it's off Crossroads. Get on out here and join us. Doors open at 11. Want to have a nice, robust, vibrant, tolo crowd here. And to kind of entice you a little further, I believe we have some G-bag uh, tolo flags here. So come on through. Uh, of course, it's always limited supply. Do we have uh, G-bag flags, Big Dong Jeremy? We do, Ben. <laughs> and, uh, they're in, but it's first come, first serve, if you know what I mean. So uh, get on out here and get you a flag, and uh, you will enjoy that quite a bit. By the way, yes. one, of the, one of the things that we've been doing <laughs> – oh, the drops are back. One of the things that we've been doing um, really for the last week and a half is the <laughs> Turn It On, Leave It On National Cash uh, Contest, and that continues right now. Oh, really? Each hour we're giving you a chance to win $1,000. All you have to do is text the word of the hour to 72881, and the word of this hour is – Globe, G-L-O-B-E, 
globe. Text that in right now to 72881, and you have your chance to win $1,000. We'll do it again in the 12 and do it again in the 1. Uh, we're hooking everybody up. We'll do it in the 11 hour as well. Okay, let's get to some sports audio, guys. The um, – the odds that came out a couple of weeks ago that we talked about where Garrett had jumped way up in the this quarterback's going to or this uh, coach is going to get fired odds. And Jason Garrett had made a, a seismic leap. But a lot of people feel like, hey, if it's not Dan Quinn, the first guy that's going to go is Doug Marone in Jacksonville. And we got some audio here. Of course, they traded Jalen Ramsey for two first round picks after he didn't play for several weeks for a variety of reasons. None of those reasons keeping him from playing this week, by the way. Unless another child is born this week. We'll see. Uh, he, of course, had back injuries, and he was sick, and a child was born. Uh, but he's ready to rock and roll with the Rams. Two first-round picks. But uh, Doug Marone, the coach, apparently wasn't in on this, and he took the, uh, the, stadium, the podium there during his presser yesterday and kind of went off. Listen to this audio. I'm sure five years from now, ten years from now, someone will be able to, to write about it. It's not my job to, to do that. And, and, again, I know you guys are probably frustrated, but you're talking to a guy that has, I would say, a, a, a big job, you know, to get the players ready, um, that we're discussing something that has nothing to do with where my mind is right now, honestly, you know, and I respect the hell out of you guys. You know that. I just wish I can give you the insight and the answers that that, 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 that question needs to be answered. I don't have that. So, um, and I wish we can get someone up here that can, can answer it for him. I do. But, it, you know what I'm saying, Gene? It's me. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, I really, you don't, you don't know. You know, you don't know until down the road. So basically Tom Coughlin castrated me on the Jalen Ramsey trade, and I'm sitting here having to answer your questions, and it was out of my hands, and he made it to where I couldn't even coach. Yeah, I, I liked how he said, hey, somebody will write about it at some point. All the details will come out. Not my job to share those details right now. Basically, it wasn't me, guys. Sorry. Don't know what to tell you. I actually thought that was an incredible uh, job of restraining himself. Like he's the guy who just got cut off in traffic, and was about to throw up double birds, but John kept his hands on the wheel. Because if you watch it too, if you see his body language and his face, I mean, he is going, he's, he's giving the most effort possible to not just throw Tom Coughlin under the bus. Now, everyone knew what he was doing, but he was like, I got a game to get ready for. That's where my mind is. Look, I'd love to tell you. I really would. And maybe if we did a media walk-off like they do in Dallas, uh, I could tell you guys in secret <laughs> after the dog and pony show. But I guess for now, I'll just say this. And I, I thought uh, I thought he did a good job holding himself back. And I, it's frustrating to me that guys like Tom Coughlin do sit over here and just, ugh, I'm just going to manage here from right over here. And I, I, I don't doubt that Tom Coughlin sees things and knows a ton of football. I don't doubt all that stuff. But it's like, dude, at some point you're hurting things. Uh, because, I mean, I, I, look, they got two first-rounders for it, so maybe it's a genius move. It's good for the front office guy. It's not good for the coach. No. They're two and four. They were half of a quarter away from going to the Super Bowl a year and a half ago. That is a hardcore fall. And when you're a coach and a coach sits on the hot seat, it doesn't do you any good to trade one of your two or three best players for two future first-round picks. Right, you're not even going to be there. But right. I think it's good. I think it's smart of him to kind of – I mean, basically he's defending himself at this point is what he's doing. Right. And 
he's you know he realizes he's going to get fired and it's going to be on him but he's like hey man what do you want from me this is an s show uh and i think though you know that narrative will help him with his next opportunity yeah you know what else is great about that ben hey all you guys are about to write about this you know how much i respect you oh yeah you guys are so admirable let me put on a panderer bear outfit <laughs> i've been really really impressed with you guys so, but, uh, real quick yesterday we were in the mix though we were talking about the rams and what they're doing like i think it's just amazing and i still didn't look it up like an idiot look it up Kevin. they're five years in a row they're not gonna have a first round pick that is so jerry jones of 15 years ago yeah. it's interesting it, if it works if it works it'll be uh pretty stunning right i can't imagine that it would but if it works they'll look like geniuses it's really incredible, and, and even even what happened, just quickly, like we traded a corner to get a linebacker, then we traded two first-round picks to get a corner, and they also, in that other trade, they got a corner, they got a center in the trade, and another trade as well, Austin mm-hmm. Corbett, to like help out because their center got hurt. It's like they're filling holes on the fly, three and three, while the bridge is burning. <laughs> it's kind of great. And, you know, even the mentality of it, if it does work, uh, and, keep, and I'm not even going to say win a Super Bowl, I'm going to say keep, keep you in the mix for the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Your second round pick is going to be between 55 and 60. You're not going to get a top 50 player in the draft for half of a decade. Yeah. That's tough. You've got to win. Going for it now, man. You've got to win a championship if you're going with that long of a drought. Uh, Okay, let's keep the sports audio going. KT, what kind of a golfer is a gentleman by the name of Tyrell Hatton. Tyrell Hatton's a pretty good golfer. He's not a household name. He normally is on the European tour, but he's on the European Ryder Cup team. He, he's, a, he's a good player. Let's put it that way. He's a good player. Uh, and he's in a tournament uh, last week, um, and it was on the European tour. And what you're going to hear, you're going to hear two um, you know, golf announcers who have a very distinct accent. And what's happening, you, you probably won't hear the door of the porta potty shut, but he's lining up a golf shot, and he's about to be in his backswing, and then he pulls back, like we've seen Tiger or Jordan Spieth do a million times. He pulls back, and then he looks over, and he puts his arms out like, what? Well, it turns out what's over there, what he heard, was the porta potty door opening and shutting, and it was his fiance. <laughs> and the camera goes over to her, and she's getting in the <laughs> – or just getting out of the porta potty I can't tell if she's going in or coming out. Wait, wait, wait. So can he see her too? He can see her. And the cameras can see it was a, it's not a very well attended golf tournament, you know. So it's not. <laughs> yeah, a if, good we're, if we're having pan shots from the camera, <laughs> it was so great. So here's the audio call of it. You're gonna hear him tell her, "You should be ashamed." <laughs> it's got a terrible hat. <laughs> Distracted by something, we're told hey, it's a toilet door shutting. <laughs> that's that's my fiance. Is he shaming her for using a porta potty? I think so. It's either that or doing it in his backswing or both. Okay. Uh, It's that quiet to where it's that sparsely attended. Oh, yeah. No one's there. But it's supposed to be that quiet at that point, anyways, right? Yeah, but you can see over. I mean, it's like he can hear the announcers, they can hear him. Dude, I mean, everything. It's like you can hear the porta potty (laughs) door. There's not a single human between the porta potties and him. Boy, they have those porta potties buried back in the yeah. trees too. No one was attending this golf tournament. It might have just been like a little charity fun thing, a one-off thing. It might not have even been a real tournament. But it's so funny because 
when the camera pans, like it just looks like some comedy TV show and something's going on in the distance. And it pans over and she's walking out of the porta potty. Man, porta potties in general are beyond disgusting. Yeah, uh, just that that porta potty life. I don't know anybody who's who's really about it. Uh, <laughs> it stinks. I mean. Good God, that what, is just disgusting. What about looking down in there? Well, I, I always feel really, really horrific, like if we go to some sort of outdoor music show mm-hmm. or something like that, and the wife's got to go to the bathroom. I'm like, well, wow, you are screwed. You're at a girls point in do. Your life. Girls need to go to the bathroom every seven minutes, <laughs> especially you, if they're drinking. But you guys are at a point in your life where you can buy a, a situation like that. You can just buy VIP passes and go to the private bathroom lounge. Like you know what I'm saying? Uh, if, like you know, for me, I'm going to have to tough it out at the porta potty, which is not a big deal. I don't even know what that is. Oh. There's a there's a private toilet lounge. Well, like like every music festival has a you know. <laughs> like, I mean, every concert you go to will have an actual bathroom, but every like music festival, uh-huh. they have you know a VIP. You can buy. Buy a little extra VIP ticket, and you can go get, and you can use an actual bathroom. I guarantee you, there's a nice bathroom on that course, KT. What I'm saying is, sometimes you're so far away, you don't have a choice. Oh yeah, yeah. I guarantee you, at that golf course, there's at least one nice bathroom. Now, the porta potty is the example, though, of how women got it, got the raw deal of it. I mean, I think we should probably all stop when we wake up each day as men. And say, you know what? We got lucky here because we don't have childbirth to deal with. We will mm-hmm. never have to do that, most likely. We'll mm-hmm. see how medicine goes. Uh, we don't have menopause. a monthly period. Yeah. We don't have menopause. Yeah. Um, we don't have to marry us. We're allowed to just watch sports. I don't know. Oh, wait. Women are allowed to watch yeah, sports. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. I've, I'm yeah. sorry. That was me 12 years ago talking. <laughs> One day just they'll kidding. be able to vote, Ben. Um, so we, we got lucky with that, man. Because yeah. we can just stand in there, you know, uh, Shoot your shot and then get out. Are you, you know? saying that when you're in a porta potty, they actually have to make contact with the porta potty, and so they've lost out there? <laughs> we can lob threes from deep. Yeah. They kind of need to settle in for a finger roll. Uh, <laughs> you don't want to be with the girl too that doesn't have to, you know, squat. And even if they even if they don't go with a touch, they're still putting their you know girls roll <laughs> about their shoes. They're putting their shoes on that disgusting area and squatting Man, that way. My best porta potty story. Uh, if you were to power rank porta potty stories. Uh, I was on a hunting trip with my family. I was a little kid, and we were super, super. It was actually a fishing trip, but we were staying at a lodge where there were hunters staying there too. And it was out in the middle of nowhere in Canada. And they, we were staying in. There were there was porta potties used the restroom, but they were they weren't plastic kind. Like they built a little wooden shed. It looked like a log cabin, just a little tiny one. And there was a hole deep down into the ground. <laughs> That's an S house. And everybody was pooping in there. And uh, my dad. <laughs> My dad came over to me. He goes, gosh, dang it. You know, he's in his, he, but he was cussing. I go, what happened? He goes, your brother dropped his flashlight <laughs> in, into the porta potty. Oh, oh, and I was like, what? He, he goes, what was he doing? Why was he shining a <laughs> flashlight down there? And he was just porta potty curious. And there was a guy who worked there that smelled like the end of days. And yeah. he was uh, kind of the guy who would take you. He had no personality, really gruff. He hadn't showered in a year. He retrieved the flashlight. Oh, no. He retrieved the flashlight, and it was like, Mr. Rogers, I got your flashlight. My dad was like, I don't want that. <laughs> Who wants that? Who wants that flashlight? Why would you go get it? What? Oh, Isn't that man. Crazy? There are very Let few, it go. That, that is not only your best porta potty story, it's your best flashlight story. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I'm telling you, man, I've, there's very few things I've ever seen that tested my gag reflex more than that scene in train spotting. Where yeah. he's got to dive down mm-hmm. into the most disgusting toilet in Scotland to retrieve Ooh. 
his goods. Oh, that is so disgusting. Uh, all right, submitted skid show 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, what does Jason Garrett have to say today? We'll do the Garrett Presser right here on The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.